All right, Lady Ada, what is this? Hey, everybody, and welcome to Show and Tell. Uh, we're back hosting the OG host, me, Lady Ada, with me, Mr. Lady Ada. Uh, sometimes we have other people come by and host right. for us, maybe next week. But uh, for this week, we're going to check in with some people around the maker community. Were they 3D printing, blinking, singing, chip tuning, etc.? We got some other people coming in. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a packed show. So yeah. that's awesome. We're here every single week. Next week, little programming note it will not be on Wednesday, it'll be on Friday because it's Circuit Python Day. So come on by Friday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Or if you record a video, you can let us know. We'll probably be able to play it some way. Um, doesn't have to be a Python on hardware-related project, but it happens to be Circuit Python Day. So come on by. First up, Jay, how you doing? What you building? What you hey, making? Yes. What's going on? Uh, I got this. Ooh, there you go. There we go. Is this one of those UAPs that I keep seeing on the news? The Pentagon is hiding from everybody? Um, I don't know what any of that is, so I'm going to say no. Is this, is this something I'm just working on? I'm trying to get the AI working now, so I'm not really... I've been programming all day, so I haven't even seen the sun. Um, but yeah, right now I'm just using basic facial recognition and then waiting for the uh, AI API stuff to get together, which has been driving me insane. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah, that this cool. is this is emotional support robot. Um, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, it's a horrible emotional support robot because it's causing me my most stress right now. I was gonna say, <laughs> you need to get a robot for your robot. <laughs> no, my robot needs to do a better job. Um, what uh, what AI stuff are you uh, poking at to get this to work or not? Work? I have looked at a few today, and I've got tried like three, and I've got none of them working. So we're we're at that point now. We're at that fun part of this. There's so many chefs in the kitchen. I don't know who to work with at this point. I know. I've been there. It's a tough place, but like you're gonna find something. Out. You'll like something will come together. Yeah, we have this Braincraft hat that like it could do um, video. It could do recognition, moving around stuff, and like face recognition, and then getting all this stuff together is pretty hard. So. Good luck. Do you want to come back maybe next week or so with some updates? Uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I make no promises because as when it comes to programming, it's the hardest thing for me. Yeah. It takes so much time and patience that I'm not built to have. Um, Are you so, told you can't just type it in chat GBT and it just it spits out perfect code? I thought that's what they I don't. That's a myth. That's mythology. <laughs> I thought that's how it worked. You just say, give me all the code. and It just doesn't work. No, that's not how that works. I wish it was not how that works, but until then, no, that's not how that works. I am just well. The mechanical looks really good. Yeah, it's a fun-looking robot. All right, well, keep keep coming back, Jay, good and um, yeah, good luck on it. I want to give you emotional support. We're there with you. <laughs> Thanks. All right, next. Uh, hey, Scott, what you building? What you working on? What's going Hello. on? Hello. Let me share a screen. I just uh, turned stuff off. Actually, you can leave me there. Let me show you what I'm working on. Okay. Uh, this is an upside down 1170 EVK board. This is like a super fast IMX RT. And what I've been doing is I've been adding better IMX RT support for uh, Black Magic, which is the thing that gets used with the. This is an Orb Trace Mini. Uh, so Black Magic is open source uh, kind of debugger firmware. And I'm adding the ability to detect uh, and hopefully flash uh, other IMX boards. So if I share screen quickly, uh, I think it's... as soon as I see it, yeah, I'm trying to 
Maybe I have multiple terminal windows. Uh, yeah, so this has two things here. So this is GDB here. So you do mon s to do a scan, and you can see that it is detecting that there's an 1176 there. And then uh, this is the Blackmagic software down here, uh, and it's trying to enable the, the, the flash stuff. Uh, but unfortunately, it's not actually reading the flash correctly. So I've got detection working for the 1176, but I don't have um, I don't have the flashing working. Um, that's okay, and I'm gonna I'll PR it tomorrow. But I did get the rest of the the stack of boards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that boards. IMX uh, RT boards going. So the 1011 will be supported. That was the main main reason I did this. Uh, because the 1011 is a little bit different than what they had the existing support they had, so I did that. And then I know you have a lot of people, but I did show this off as well. I got the the PCB PC byte uh, probe things, and oh, these probes yeah. always yeah. fall when I move it. <laughs> uh, but it's you pretty can neat. LK99 over there. <laughs> I haven't looked at that stuff yet. I, gotta, I haven't followed the LK99 Levitating. Um, so that's it. That's what, um, for folks who don't know, that's when you need to do some type of specific testing. Yeah, so it, it has these like little pogo pin springs so that you can just like place it on your board and it, in theory, stays there. Um, obviously, it's not stable enough if you move it around, but it yeah. does have this like pretty satisfying weight to it if you're, if you're willing to have them like yeah, that's nice. the top. That's nice. So it's um, like a third hand thing, but they're like they're they're probes or probes. Yeah, yeah, and you can get like these are just the logic analyzer probes, but you can get ones that are like you know 100 megahertz yeah. or 500 megahertz worthy as well for sure. using with an. That's nice. I hate trying to hold. Yeah, because I'm sure you know we have the um, the kind of uh, twisty, and that you can get things in place. But I have some of those. You have to wrap the probes around it to. to yeah, they're it. super annoying. And like then the fact that these are pogo pins is really nice. Like that is nice. It, it like you don't have to get the positioning exact because it has some give. Oh. And then these are super cool because you can push you can them around, yeah. this down to give you uh, to to like slide the board in and stuff. Uh. So it is like the board itself is like super sturdy, and the and the probes work pretty well as long as you're not moving it to show it on show. No, that looks great. Okay, Perfect. and then. Um, Happy Circuit Python Day in advance. Thank this is, you. Yeah, this is one of uh, your jams. So you're going to be doing um, some stuff on Friday of next week. Yeah. So uh, I'll be deep diving this Friday at the normal two p.m. and then next Friday I will be deep diving at two thirty p.m. Pacific. Okay. Uh, because there's so much going on on that day. That's the the slot that, uh, I'm fitting in. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. So thanks All so much. Right. Thanks, thanks a lot. Good to chat with you. Uh, next, uh, JP, what you got going on? Hey, uh, I have a little cute uh, build I did for my product pick yesterday, which was this little uh, TRRS 3.5 millimeter uh, stereo cable adapter, little breakout. Um, and to demonstrate it, I built a little Altoid tin project, which I haven't done in a while. And man, I forgot how satisfying it is to make something that just fits so nicely in a little Altoid tin. Uh, this is one of their little mini mint tins, and we have a Permaproto yeah. uh, that, that Lamar designed just for that. So this this was um, kind of a fun little little uh, build I did to, to show this thing off. Um, and what I'm doing with it is, uh, the demo here is that I'm using it to uh, take in USB MIDI information and spit out serial UART 
MIDI information, which works really well as kind of a standard now in sense of using these types of TRS cables uh, to do that. So I demoed it on a different synth yesterday, but this is a cute little Korg, like $100 synthesizer that has this uh, horrible little uh, touch strip. I mean, it's, it's a fine touch strip, but you're not going to play much of interest with that. Um, but you can feed MIDI into it. So if I plug my little MIDI gizmo in here, I can then send uh, either MIDI directly from the Cutie Pie, or in this case, I'm going to send it uh, coming out of another program that's uh, sending a cute little MIDI song. And then I am free to like mess around with picking different uh, oscillators for this and massaging the... Which is the fun part, you know, twiddling knobs and, and getting it to, to sound cool, at least for me, uh, much better than me just trying to play a dumb melody on there. I love how it's like a seven segment. They couldn't even get like an alphanumeric. Like, yeah. It's like so cheap. Yeah, so you have to do these, like, impossible to understand what they're trying to write. Uh, like, seven yeah. Seven yeah. Also, cases are still the, like, maker mainstay. It's been yeah. like, 20 years. Yeah, they're pretty, pretty so great for this sort of thing. They still um, have a place. So yeah, that's just a little demo project I did. And these kinds of things are, you know, they exist. You can go and buy a thing that'll turn USB MIDI into serial MIDI. But one of the things that you often see people asking about is, hey, I kind of want to massage that data before it gets to Synth X. So uh, if you want to translate some message into another format, if you want to uh, tell it to send different patches at different points, if you want to shift the key to a different key, um, being able to write that stuff in CircuitPython is actually kind of great. And so that's that's the promise of doing a, a project like this instead of just buying a thing off the shelf is that you can um, make it be what you want. So yeah. that's my little cool. cute right. well, Thanks so much, JP. You're doing your show tomorrow. And then next week, you're also going to do um, some yeah. CircuitPython Day stuff, right? Yeah, a bunch of CircuitPython Day stuff. So I'll see you all there. All right. Thanks so much, JP. All right, Liz, what you got going on this week? Hello. Uh, so I sent some parts to get CNC milled from JLC PCB. Uh, so one of the parts I did was um, Lego brick. This was Nay's design that he CNC'd himself, um, and it does work. We have Gonzo the Great on top. It fits, um, it fits nicely. Uh, so one thing that's uh, cool about the JLC is um, that you can get it anodized. So this was anodized with the oh. blue, um, and I did the matte, uh, and then the bigger star though was i did the 4x4 midi controller uh about a week ago and i got the case um milled so i did black for the panel um and you can see the adafruit logo it's really nice um and then i did pink uh for the underneath okay i was hoping it would be a little bit more like kind of fluorescent but it's more like a rose pink but still pretty yeah good. it looks like the apple like yeah yeah, yeah like laptop pink Yes. So that's like one it's, it's, that's, it's business pink. That's two yeah. solid chunks of aluminum. Um, so this is, yeah, so I can just get screwed in. Um, I'll show what the design is. It's like um, this kind of hollowed out case with standoffs for the um, one oh. by four um, rotor encoders. And then it has a front panel. So this was a 3D printed version. And then um, for aluminum, it looks the same. Um, I actually didn't have to change out the CAD um, or anything. I just uploaded the files as I had them. Oh. Um, so it's hollow inside um, and it has the standoffs and then the cutouts for MIDI and USB and the mounting holes for the feather doubler too. Huh. So That's really nice. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I'm really pleased with it. Um, and especially where with this one, um, I'm 
using it with a guitar pedal, so now I can kind of have it with my setup yeah. and not have to worry about crushing it. We were just talking about this. This is the um, best time to do electronics and be a maker. You don't need to have a 3D printer physically. You don't have to go somewhere and mill stuff. Um, yeah. All these services are starting to become available, low cost enough. Um, sometimes it's even faster to send it out to get made yeah. and have it come back than um, printing it yourself. So you could potentially, someone could go to the Adafruit learning system, get the electronics, um, or you know, it's open source, you can make it or whatever. Um, but you could put, you could build everything and have everything come together. Before there was always like, oh, if I only had a 3D printer, if I only had this, right. I only had that. Um, that's really cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah so I was uh, really pleased with it. So I'll share some photos, folks, and um, but yeah. Okay, nice and then uh, happy Circuit Python Day in advance. Yes. Maybe we'll see you next week doing some stuff. Yes, I'll be uh, joining uh, Name Pedro on 3D Hangouts. Um, so we'll talk about some of our collabs we've done with uh, Circuit Python projects. Right. Uh, okay. okay. Thanks so much, Liz. Thanks, Liz. All right. Have a. All right, Mike What you got going on this week? Uh, I have. I've been working on uh, this sign. I kind of showed it off last week, but I have improved it a lot. Um, one of the things I've done is I have taken the alpha blend function in CircuitPython's bitmap tools, and I've added some improvements to it, uh, such as like some masking, and uh, I've worked on the formula uh, that does, the, or the algorithm rather, that does the blending here. And I just, I just tried to hook it up with these buttons here so you could change the opacity in real time. Uh, just to kind of show how it's going over a background and just blending it in in real time. And then I added a little du double buffer thing to it to make it smooth. And I think it's looking pretty good. Yeah, that looks like very smooth animation. And then uh, next week you're doing a CircuitPython Day uh, project online with the world. It's a portal project, right? You're going to show people. Yep. yep. Okay, right on. Well, thanks for doing that. And uh Thanks for coming by, showing the updates on this project and more. And we'll see you next week. Yep. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Let's, uh, all right. We're going to go to Bob, the Brandon, and then Micah. Bob, what you got going on? Hey, I uh, I showed you guys briefly the uh, keyboard yeah. uh, resistor. Logging and on. I just kind of want to finish that. Um, so I'm going to share my screen. Um one here. Wow. Okay. You see my screen? Yep. Okay. So I've got a keyboard already done here. Um, I decided to go with half percent resistors, give me 50 part per million tempco, so I could get 34 keys. And the one thing that I, I didn't get to last time is so now you have a, a hardware design, and that's all well and good, but you got software to write to read this thing. So I wrote a code generator in, uh, in XOJO, and so what it gives you is commented all the limits in A to D and voltage levels, a kind of rough pictorial schematic in text, and the binary search for the key and a little routine you can call to read your key. Nice. So you get both the hardware and the software. And then the other thing you have to do, if I can hit stop screen here, is the next thing you got to 
product is done, you have to simulate it. So you just take a programmable power supply. I'm going to show you with my my pocket frog here. And you put in a sequence of the voltages that you your keyboard represents. And I just have a calculation I dropped in that gave a sequence of keys. And if I drag this over on my screen, now I drag the scope over. These are the voltages of a key. This is the rest voltage for the keyboard. And you just have a test sequence you can run as long as you want. So it just kind of gives you both a keyboard and an easy way to simulate and get a product tested for, for market. I love that the how you just took the project and you just took it as far as possible. Like you're like not only will I give you the math and the entire like temperature range and I will give you a schematic and I'll give you the code and I'll give you the test sequence. So um, <laughs> you want anyone can duplicate uh, your work, which is cool. Um, it's not common that electrical engineers do really good documentation, so I'm impressed. <laughs> and I'm not here. I can say thank that. you. Okay. And if I got another 10 seconds, yeah. I, know, I, I shot the link up to my website. If anybody's ever played with uh, FTDI serial ports, um, they're all over. They're pretty cheap. And they, they just make a sequence of pulses. So I wrote a little program. You can also download this off my website where FTDI parts actually support arbitrary baud rates. So I go through and do the math, and you can turn a serial port into a poor man's pulse generator. Hmm. And if you get the RS-485 versions that are a couple bucks more, you get both positive and negative pulses. Yeah. So that's all he is. It's a, it's a, quite a hack. Um, all right, cool. All all right. Yeah, drop so much, to your, um, to your website. And thank you for sending the links and more along. It's getting blogged up on Adafruit. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. All right. Next. Uh, Brandon, how's it going? What you got going on this week? Hey, doing well. Um, so I've, Probably about a year ago, I created this little guy. It's uh, <laughs> it, it's it's 310 LEDs because you know everybody likes LEDs. Um, but it's really kind of cool. It's got uh, a simple Lawlin S2 Mini on the back, and when I sell this, I ship it with Circuit Python and some libraries, and I also provide a, a help a helper library for controlling all these. And it was kind of interesting. People liked it and stuff, but it wasn't the most convenient shape. And so I created a very similar one, this, which has got 280 LEDs. Um, and focusing on performance, this is all in parallel instead of just one big long series. And I got wind from a couple of DJs that do the various uh, conferences that they were using this with a piece of software called Sensory Bridge. And Sensory Bridge is actually a product that a guy sell or Lixi Lab sells on Tindy. But they publish all their source under MIT. So mostly what I'm talking about tonight is I love groups and people that publish open source under very open. Life, you know. <laughs> and, and so and so I said, well, we've got these conferences going. It'd be really kind of cool if I could take their sensor bridge, which also runs on an S2 chip and port it to this little guy. And so I said, I said, well, I looked at my, my PCB and I realized I don't do anything out here. So I literally took one of these and ground it down to a circle 
and put a little lipo charger on. It's about uh, three quarters of an inch thick. And I'm running the sensory soft, the sensory bridge software on it. And it's got all the functionality that a sensory bridge does, but it's completely portable and you can wear it with a, you know, a lanyard like everybody else does. Um, and so a quick little demo here. Uh, I had to find some open source music that I could play. So you might recognize this. <laughs> um, it's got a little mode button on the back so I can change the mode. So here's a sort of like sweeping mode that they do. And again, this is so this is like all DJ. Actually, reminds me of like 1990s like car stereos. Yeah. You know? um, what amazed me is they put so much work into the code. Even on an S2, they're running in excess of 120 frames per second, doing both the audio processing using a MEMS microphone and the LED updates. Um, when you spec this out, it typically runs around 130 frames a second. Is what it's able to update, and so. Um, they just went crazy with the optimization of their code um, and they're wonderful developers. And so um, I wanted to just simply show that open source can be really kind of cool for people and you can port it to stuff and run it on stuff. And so I actually found out there's there's two DJs running this at a conference right out in Vegas this week um, on multiple devices. And the next conference I go to, I'm going to be wearing it. Yeah. All right, this right it's like it's definitely hacker summer camp season. So it is definitely hacker summer camp season. So yeah, so uh, the I, I, a quick shout out, Lixie Labs is a company that that creates the sensory bridge and they write their software and they put it out under the MIT license. Awesome folks. Cool. Outstanding. Yay. All right, thank you so much. And keep coming by and showing and sharing. Not only this, but um, you know, giving some we call them hug reports. Giving some kudos to the folks out there sharing stuff so other people can build upon it and more. Thank you. Thank you. Right, thank you. All right, Mike, place out. Hello. So I, I've i shared a few updates on this. My, it's called the eFidget. It's my haptic feedback fidget spinner or fidget toy or whatever. Uh, it's been a very long saga and I've come a long way. This is um, this is the eFidget Lite version one and it uses a relay for to, with the goal of having that give a nice click for haptic feedback. Uh -huh. And the idea was when you press and hold the button or you can like tap out a rhythm on it and it'll copy that on the relay. Um, the relay was really, really noisy and did not have a satisfying click. And on top of that, I downloaded a, um, a footprint from like Snap EDA or whatever. And um, the footprint didn't have the correct net set, set up for um, the plus and minus of the battery. So it actually um, had the... So there, as you, you can see here, there's um two for two um pins for the yeah, plus. So it had weird, both of those weird. connected to, um, it had one of them connected to plus, one of them connected to minus. So it didn't work, and I tried to rework it, and it was just a mess. So I went on to eFidget Lite version two, which I have here, and it's actually working really well. So this is an LRA vibration motor, so mm -hmm. linear resonant actuator, and it's um. I, it's actually from a company that I discovered from INNPI about a month ago. And yeah, yeah. Um, it's not the same one, but it's the uh, same, same company. And I've gotten the same microcontroller, ATtiny13A, button. And when you press and hold the button, I mean, obviously, you can't feel it. But, but they feel great. They, they have, a, great. Nice, they have a, a nice clicky yeah, feel. feel. Yeah, when you press and hold the button, it, it clicks, I'd say, about three times a second, maybe a little more. And it's a great little fidget. I have it powered off of a CR2032 battery. Um, and I just, like maybe an hour ago, got it to um, 
got it to use so little current that I calculated it. And with a rough calculation, it said it should last thir uh, about 30 years if you're not using it. <laughs> That's, great. That's great. Yeah, so. I mean, Congratulations. What? Sorry? Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yay. Yay. You didn't, you didn't you let, didn't let uh, the first uh, version in video. Just yeah, this is this is tech and five of the e fidget. All right. So, well, um, it's it's right, e fidget well, light. Yeah. Sorry, say, it's the e fidget light version two, but it's version five in general. Well, thanks for sharing the uh, journey of the fidget. The uh, journey of the fidget. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. All right. We'll keep coming by. And All right. Thank you so much, everyone. Okay. That's the show until the week. This week, thank you so much for joining us. We're usually here every Wednesday. 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Next week, however, it's going to be Friday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time because it's CircuitPython Day. But you can assume that usually, unless it's CircuitPython weekday, uh, Wednesdays at 7.30, come by, retro hardware, cool stuff you've seen, books, you Make name it. it. Sharon, doing, Share it. showing. Things under cool licenses that allow you to build more and share more. All that stuff is welcome. We'll see everybody next week, Friday at 7.30 p.m. for special edition show and tell. You don't have to show a Python enabled or powered project. Um, but you know, but if you have one, but that's on. the theme. Um, but come on by any, either way, it doesn't matter. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. See you soon. Ask an engineer starts in a couple minutes. Bye bye. <laughs>